Your Jeep speaks volumes about who you are, so why shouldn't your grill? Our one-of-the-kind, made-in-the-USA, high-quality aluminum inserts fit perfectly and snugly behind your stock Jeep Wrangler grill, giving your Jeep that look of its own. Under the Sun inserts, made right here in the USA. Check them out at underthesuninserts.com. Hey, I just want to mention something here real quick. Because of our sponsors, we're able to spend dollars on the show, and, and that directly goes to you guys. The Google and iOS apps for smartphones being just one of those things. So again, please take a moment and visit and thank our sponsors for making this show possible. Episode 274, March 30th, 2017. We have a tragic story of a Jeeper who lost his life. And we'll get into what we can expect from Jeep at this year's Easter Jeep Safari. And I'll be reviewing a product from Under the Sun Inserts. We'll be playing your voicemails live on the air. We'll hear from Nikki G and even get to a brand new segment, Stump Josh. Well, Joe. Tony. Whatever. The listener takes a shot at it, at least. Fan of the show Dave has an interview with James from Rockhard 4x4. We'll also get into battery tech and maintenance and what might be preventing your Jeep from starting. It's all coming up on this week's episode of the Jeep Talk Show. Listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Podcasting since 2010. Are you ready? It's the G Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap in. Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. Well, unfortunately, going to start the show off with a little bit of tragic news. A tragic end to a Jeep and its passenger, at least. There's three storm chasers this week that were pursuing a raging tornado. Did this for years. When others fled, they drove closer to the spinning winds. That's what they were doing Tuesday, at least, when their two vehicles rammed into each other five miles west of the Texas city of Spur. The incident happened when a black Suburban traveling north ran through a stop sign and collided with a Jeep traveling west. Unfortunately, all three men died. Kelly Jean Williamson, 57 years old, of Cassville, Missouri, was driving the Suburban. The passenger was his friend and fellow storm chaser, Randall Delaney Yarnell, who's 55 years old, also of Cassville. The Jeep's driver was Corbin Lee G. Yeager, 20, 25 years old, of Peoria, Arizona. While he was pursuing the same tornado, it's unclear whether or not he was actually with the two men. Authorities said Williamson was not wearing his seatbelt and was ejected from the vehicle. Yarnell and Jaeger had on their seatbelts. Williamson and Yarnell were contractors for the Weather Channel. And uh, while their show Storm Wranglers aired, the Weather Channel has shared their grief. And in a statement issued earlier this week, they gave their condolences to the families. We are saddened by this loss and our deepest sympathies go out to the families and the loved ones of all involved. And from us here at the Jeep Talk Show, we share the sentiment. Well, Jeep blows us away with more Easter Jeep Safari concepts. This has been a uh, tradition, at least at least for the last several years, not beyond. Jeep enthusiasts got an Easter Day surprise today. Well, an early Easter surprise, that is. A basket full of cool concept SUVs. A shiny black hot rod-inspired Wrangler. A Jeep Safari Wrangler with see-through doors. And a Grand Cherokee with a modernized spin on the 1993 ZJ, the first generation of the storied SUV. They were all on display in Auburn Hills. The rides were stationary at Fiat Chrysler Automobiles headquarters, but they are ready to hit the trails for the 51st annual Easter Jeep Safari coming up April 8th through the 16th in Moab, Utah. The off-road extravaganza draws thousands of Jeep enthusiasts each year. Mike Manley, you guys know that name, head of the Jeep, Ram, Jeep and Ram brands, said the Moab event is key for getting feedback from die-hard customers. And some of the elements that the automaker showcases could and sometimes do find their way into production vehicles. Quote, Easter Jeep Safari is a must-do event for us. And it really is a time when we let our engineers, our colleagues in Mopar, and our stylists and designers loose, and they literally go unsupervised, which you can see in some years, Manley said. For us, it's like a true lab. The seven souped-up Jeeps were parked in Fiat Chrysler's tech center. Go fast and look good, and if you're not smiling, get out, said Mark Allen, head of Jeep Design, as he walked around the hot rod Jeep Quicksand, which was, quote, built for sand dunes. That's what I call a purpose-built Jeep right there. Hey, big thanks to all of you guys who continue to help us out by submitting stories to This Week in Jeep. If you guys think we got something we should be reporting on or you have a response to any one of our stories, well, make sure you let us know by sending us an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. 
Yeah, tragic news on the uh, the storm chasers losing their lives. I, I hated seeing that. That was uh, yeah, quite was, a quite a story on social media uh, this past week. I believe it was this past week that that was going on. So mm-hmm. so sad. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's gotten national news attention as well. I mean, these the that is that storm chasers show has been on for for a little while now, and it's definitely drawing some interest. And there's been some amateurs out there who have tried to follow suit with uh, a lot of these what they're you know professionals that have been doing this for years and have purpose built vehicles for that as well. And these guys were were definitely amongst um, the teams out there that were experienced. But, you know, amidst all the chaos and the bad weather, I'm sure visibility was poor. I'm sure there was just a laundry list of conditions that led up to this accident, this tragic accident where three people lost their lives, including one Jeeper. Yeah, I really hate hearing about that. And, uh, boy, Easter Jeep Safari, uh, nobody's going, right? I know some people who are going. <laughs> no, I mean, for I was, you, I was you, supposed you guys. to be going. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm... I'm going to be a month late. Man. So unfortunately, no, none of us from here uh, at the Jeep talk show will be going this year. We'll try and set things up to have a presence out there next year at the very least. Unfortunately, my own personal Jeep is not going to be ready for the Easter Jeep Safari this year. Just too much on my plate ahead of time to get things ready in time for the departure. So um, I'm not going to make it this year, but next year, guys, I'll see you there. Well, we may hear, hear more about it later, but uh, you are buying stuff for, to get the Jeep up and running, which is, uh, which is great news. Um, also, too, I can't remember, Josh, were you planning on going this year, but you were going to go I as was. a passenger, uh, not as a uh, driver, right? Well, no, I, I actually uh, had a buddy who was going to take no, not, wasn't going to take no for an answer, and uh, <laughs> has has a three tra- a three Jeep trailer um, that was going to go down there, and mine was going to be one of the three Jeeps. So um, it was pretty much all I have to do is have a rolling Jeep and show up, and I was going to be trailered down there. I was going to be a, the passenger. I just I'll, I had to pay for gas, pay for my own food. Yada yada. It was pretty much um, a win-win in my book, but yeah. with a lot of other stuff on my plate over the last eight months or so, uh, and, and with my Jeep not being ready and not having the time and the means really to get it ready for Easter Jeep Safari, uh, it's going to be one that I'm going to have to pass on this yeah, year. Well, the, it's not like it's going away. I don't. I don't think exactly. I don't think they'll close uh, Moab anytime soon. But no, that's not happening. <laughs> well, you never know. Anything to say about it? Oh, sorry, Tammy. They might have to close. They might have to close it after I'm there. Oh, geez. That's that's a bad omen. (laughs) Um, The weekend I'm there, they're going to have the Willie's Moab Overland Rally. Yeah, that's going to be cool. We're going to talk a little bit about that uh, later on the show as well. Yeah. The Nissan enthusiasts are going to be there. Um, And what else? Oh, the Rally on the Rocks. Hmm. All three of those. All sounds like fun. Sounds like a great adult drink. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take a rally on the rocks. Jeep Talk Show. At my mom's house. So we had an interview uh, done by Dave. Uh, he was at the uh, Scottsdale Off-Road Expo a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we had an interview last week. It was uh, with uh, Lube Blockers, and it was, uh, I always think of the Blue Blocker glasses when I when I hear oh, Lube Blockers. You remember that? I mean, that's a bla- oh, yeah. that's like 15 years ago, <laughs> the Blue Blocker uh, sunglasses uh, commercials, infomercials, I should say. Anyway, uh, great interview, uh, and from our First time interviewer, Dave, yeah. and uh, he actually gave us several, so we have one more. This one is with James from Rock Hard 4x4. Hi, this is Dave. Uh, I'm talking to James with Rock Hard 4x4. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Dave. Good. What can you tell us about your product? One thing that about Rock Hard 4x4 products is it'll give you a little bit of background of where we started. We started, uh, my father and I, building Jeep parts around 27 years ago. And so we've been uh, designing and building parts here in the States for a long time. Okay. One thing about our products is they're all made here in the United States. We manufacture everything in the state of Nebraska. We specialize in bolt-on components for your Jeeps, anywhere from 1955 all the way to 2017. So what we offer is we offer one of the signature parts that we do is all of our bolt-in roll cages. And so they're all done with a patented locking collar system that we design. Okay. We also do all of our bumper tire carriers, um, all designed to take anywhere from a stock tire all the way up to a 40-inch tire. We offer can mounts, rock racks, a lot of different accessories. Uh, specialize in slide skids, okay? Uh, we also specialize in a full set of skid plates all the way under your Jeep. So you got a four-door JK, we do your oil pan, your transfer case, your fuel tank, your uh, canister skid. Um, a lot of our front bumpers um, are all designed in-house to also accept tow bar brackets. Okay? Very cool. Yeah, that's a big thing right now. A lot of the a lot of the Jeep market is actually the uh, 
the gentleman as they retire or they, they got a Jeep and they want to tow it out to the desert, that's a big market for us. And so we specialize in that. So we're set up for all your Reese, Demco, Blue Ox, all the different bracketry that you may have. Sounds good. That sounds good. Man, I said, I was looking at your stuff and it looks very well built, very solid. Um, and I've actually been looking at your product for a while because I'm seriously considering getting this bumper for, for my rig, yeah. which well, I got a CJ and... Uh, so I was really glad uh, to see you here. Well, is there anything you'd like to say to our audience? You know what? I appreciate all the support that our customers have given us over the years. We uh, we feel very blessed and uh, um, grateful for the for the business that's been uh, provided from us as uh, from our customers, and uh, we hope that uh, we can help you uh, help you into our future. One of our things, a lot of our bumpers are all made out of like quarter inch thick materials. So everything's really solid, and uh, just know that if you ever have uh, anything that we can help you with, please give us a call. Sounds good. Hey, thank you so much, no James. Problem. Appreciate your time. You bet. Quarter-inch steel. I wonder if they do any uh, Department of Defense work. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, no, their stuff is beef, guys. I've, I've installed uh, some of their products before. I've worked with them as, um, as sponsors for, uh, for shows and stuff, and, and they definitely know what they're doing. They've got a great selection of parts, too. If you want to know more about Rock Hard 4x4, just head over to rockhard4x4.com. Tammy, you need to put uh, James from uh, Rock Four by Four Rock, uh, or I'm sorry, Rock Hard Four by Four on our uh, guest list for uh, the yeah, Jeep exactly. Talk Calling Show. Definitely, it's it's growing by <laughs> leaps and bounds. Yeah, thanks to Dave. Yep. You're listening to a Four by Four Radio Network podcast. Oh, you most certainly are. And the Jeep Talk Show is just one of the few proud members of the 4x4 Radio Network. Just visit 4x4radionetwork.com and learn more about the 4x4 podcast, the Center Steer podcast, and the Trail Chasers podcast, all in one stop, guys. I know a lot of you out there would just love to call into the show, but because of our weird hours or yours, I know what you were doing at 2 o'clock the other morning. You just can't get to the phone to call in. Well, put that procrastination aside. Now we've got a whole separate show dedicated to just you guys, our beloved listeners. Tony and Tammy were forced, I mean, were willfully volunteered mm-hmm. to sit behind the phones and let you guys call in with well, whatever you want to talk about. Now, they'll have a topic or two each week, and if you're lucky, maybe even an occasional guest. It's called Jeep Talk Show Call-In Show, and it's happening live every Tuesday, 8 p.m. Central Time. Join us every Thursday and Tuesdays at JeepTalkShow.com. Don't forget to download this extra content each week or subscribe and never miss an episode. Be sure to check out the latest episode, episode number 32, where Tony and Tammy debate whether washing your Jeep is a sin and how to prep for springtime wheeling. Yeah, I still think it's a sin, Tammy. No, I don't know. They don't used so. they used the winter salt defense. Everybody that was uh, uh, sh- everybody that was commenting used the winter salt defense. <laughs> no, don't, don't you're gonna don't say anymore. Oh, there's some there's the enjoyment of listing, Tammy. Oh, we're not ruining anything. <laughs> so uh, hey, you're on Facebook, right? I'm sure, everyone else, uh, everyone is. But uh, if you uh, if you would like to win a Jamic, and you know if you're listening to this live or you've uh, downloaded the show. Uh, on the 30th or the 31st, you're just in time because the 31st is the last day for this Jamit giveaway. Tomorrow. Yeah, it's too, it's sad, but it's going to be really happy for one lucky person that goes to Facebook, post a Facebook Live video telling me, Josh, and Tammy why you must, can't live without a Jamic for your Jeep. Be sure to put at Jeep Talk Show in the comments of your video so we'll see it. And like the Jeep Talk Show Facebook page, of course, facebook.com slash Jeep Talk Show, if you didn't already know that. So go over there today and get that yeah. in. Tammy, Josh, and myself are going to decide which is the best video and who deserves the jammock, the hammock for your Jeep. Yeah, we've got some good competition going right now. We've yeah, got uh, at least eight or nine videos in right now. And uh, boy, uh, the decision is going to be hard, guys. You're definitely not making it easy on us. So um, if you're listening to this, uh, as we are going to air this March 30th, well, you've got just about a day or two left to get in those entries, guys. So, um, hey, you've got a pretty good chance. We've got eight of them, eight or nine of them in right now. So uh, now's your chance. Get in that video. So, so let me just take a moment here and uh, show you what the gold standard is. Or oh, these Facebook Live videos, and and for quite a while, the only entry that we had, and uh, well, let me just roll it here. And uh, hey, Tammy, Tony, and Josh, it's Nate. But you probably knew that, judging from the name, like right up there above this video. Um, I noticed that you guys have this Jamok competition going on. <laughs> so Jamok. I love the Jamok thing. Jamok. Uh, <laughs> Nate's from Pennsylvania, or at least that's where he is now. 
And uh, uh, Nate did this Facebook Live video for us, and uh, he just does a little comment on why he needs the jamming. And uh, if you watch this video, or if you've seen it already, uh, basically he needs more stuff to stick in his garage that's Jeep-related. <laughs> hey, Nate, send me a set of tires, would you? I think you got a few extras. I need a spare, buddy. <laughs> so don't let Nate win this jamic. Get over there to Facebook post a Facebook live video telling us why you absolutely positively must have a jammock, a hammock for your Jeep. <laughs> Poor Nate. <laughs> shut up and listen. Shut up. So shut up. You don't shut up. Shut up, Shane. Hey, shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler talk. It's time for G-Mama. Well, like Tony said just a little while ago, Tuesday on the Jeep Talk Colin show, which was episode 32, we asked you if washing your Jeep is a sin. Well, that conversation brought about the importance of protecting your Jeep from the elements, especially those of us living in the salt belt. Now, you know, our Jeeps are an investment, sometimes only second to our homes. And if you live in one of those salt belt states, your Jeep, or any vehicle for that matter, could be rotting from under you. Here in Maryland, where I live, if there is even a threat of snow and ice, those salt trucks hit the road to preempt those icy slick roads. They pour down, and I mean pour, this chemical concoction called brine, and it will eat through your Jeep like a school of hungry piranhas. More than two, mal- 2 million gallons of this stuff is sprayed on the roads in just the D.C. area each winter. The roads look like it's snowed before it's even snowed. Now, brine, which is used to pre-treat the roads and hope that the snow will melt on contact, gets into the cracks and crevices in which the chunks of rock salt can't. So it's cheaper, more effective, And it was started in Michigan by the Department of Transportation there. And if you want to see corrosion on vehicles, just head over to Michigan. Anyway, they were determined a while back. um, They determined a while back that 40% of the rock salt spread on the roads bounces off under the shoulder and did no good. So that's where brine came in. And it's sprayed on as a liquid. And it lands where it's directed. It doesn't bounce and is 100% effective. So it's safer for you as a driver and better for you as a taxpayer. However, for your Jeep, not so good. That's why it's so important to hit the car wash and spray the heck out of your undercarriage several times a winter. Now, in most states, this brine is a mix of rock salt, which is sodium chloride, and magnesium chloride. And it's dissolved in water so so it can be sprayed on the roads. And did you know that magnesium chloride is way more corrosive than salt? Okay, so back to our discussion on Tuesday night. Many listeners suggested using fluid film on your undercarriage. You may ask, what is fluid film? Well, it's a lanolin-based product containing no solvents, and it will not evaporate or dry from the surface. Fluid film will leave a wet, non-drying film that will provide long-term corrosion protection on all metals and superior lubrication for all moving parts, except for your brakes. Don't spray it on your brakes. Fluid film has been used for over 60 years around the world in ships, barges, dry docks, offshore, drilling rigs, etc., etc., etc. Anyway, fluid film is non-toxic, non-irritating, non-flammable, and it's a coating that remains in a permanently soft gel state. You can get it on Amazon, Lowe's, your local hardware store, anywhere from 7 to 12 bucks a can. Or you can even get the big gallon jugs and a sprayer. Now, make sure if you use this on your undercarriage, like I said before, to stay away from your brakes. I use this on my Jeep, and I usually spray it on in the fall as I get my Jeep ready for the winter to help protect it from this awful brine. Um, Another product that was mentioned Tuesday, and this is the first time I heard of this product, it's called POR15. It's a polyurethane paint that contains a rust inhibitor. It can be painted over light rust and will stop the rust from spreading. It dries pretty much rock hard and very scratch resistant, and it resists brake fluid. Now, what do these products do? Well, they protect your vehicle from that awful thing called rust. Whenever you get iron, water, and oxygen together, you get rust. So the best way to prevent it 
is to keep those three things apart. And that's what the POR15 and the fluid film does. And remember to always wash your Jeep in the wintertime. So anything you'd like to add, I'd love to hear from you. And, you know, there are so many ways you can do that. You can email me at info at jeeptalkshow.com and use the subject line Wrangler Talk. You can leave me a voicemail on our Jeep Talk Show website. Just go over to our website and click the leave voicemail button. Or you can go over to our new mobile-friendly forum. It's the jeeptalkforum.com. It's our new mobile-friendly form we created just for you. And it's, you know, it's not your typical form. There's no flaming or telling you, hey, go over to Google to do that search. <laughs> and there's no dumb questions. And there's no name-calling, none of that stuff. And you can also find out more about all of the stories and information we share with you here on the Jeep Talk Show. That's jeeptalkform.com. Hope to see you there. You know, it's it's funny. Uh that's a uh, one of those hot button issues for me. All the the flaming and the you know you can Google that and stuff on the forums, and it's funny because there are some very very popular forums out there, uh, much more popular than uh, XJ Talk or Wrangler Talk or uh, even the Jeep Talk forum. And I've come to the conclusion that people don't like paying for therapy. They would rather go and abuse people on the on the forums, mm -hmm. and that's why they're so popular. <laughs> It's because you can just go over there and beat the hell out of people and you're not going to jail and you're not going to have a broken nose. So, <laughs> And they're so mean. Oh, no. But, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people are. Oh, and I just want to say, it, it came to mind while you were talking about the POR 15 that mm -hmm. it's, it's interesting that the POR people actually got it right in only 15 tries where WD-40 took 40. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> He just cracks himself up, folks. You didn't see the uh, the commercial they did about the WD forty thing, thirty nine, how it was eating through stuff, and it was it was hilarious. No, I must have missed that. One. Oh, really? You didn't see the commercial? I thought it was great. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, what made forty so special because it worked. All righty then. So uh, great information, and uh, yeah, salt, uh, something that we use on food here in South Texas, and margaritas. That's true. Mm. That is very true. All right, well, we promised you guys a, a new segment, and uh, we're going to bring it to you tonight for the very first time. It, this is the first time, right? Yeah. Uh, yes, it, it is. Sure We've is. talked about it numbers of times, but we haven't actually done it yet. So this will be the first episode that we're actually uh, bringing this new segment to fruition. So we talked about it, and we're actually doing it. So this is another first on the Jeep Talk Show. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Can you stop? Sorry. Stomp Josh. Josh. All right, so uh, here we got one to uh, stump Josh or stop him. Uh, I have a uh, the, who who wrote this in uh, Clint uh, Cunt Cuntly Cunliffy Cunliffy. I think I think Josh. I like Josh's pronunciation of Cunliffy. Um, so uh, I have a 2003 Wrangler Rubicon with a manual transmission. Have been unable to find a programmer or, or a way to connect uh, for larger tires and gears. Correct for larger tires and gears, because that didn't make mm -hmm. any sense. Virtually every programmer or option I have found only works for automatic transmissions. Even the dealer told me uh, they can't do anything. Uh, what do you got for me? Also, I don't want to spend a fortune, but I'm desperate for a solution at this, this point. Oh, by the way, I'm rocking a Inca gold metal metallic TJ, beats all the other colors, and coolness... <laughs> Uh, rarity. I hate to encourage Tony, but my son has a 2002 uh, TJ, and you guessed it, red. But he's jealous of mine. Well, that's what he thinks anyway. So As that's, he that's good. <laughs> well, this is an easy one. Even it though uh, Clint didn't really give us as much information as he should have to <sighs> give him a very accurate uh, description or, or answer here, rather. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just kind of paint this with a broad brush. In, in in Clint's case, in any really anybody's case, a programmer is going to kind of be a Band-Aid. You're sort of masking the problem. You're not really taking care of the underlying problem. And what we're talking about here is the speedometer and how to read, how, how to make sure that speedometer is going to read accurately when you do things like re-gear your axles or put on larger tires and things like that. This is all going to change the, how the components spin and how fast they spin, which, of course, is going to change the information that goes up to the dashboard to the speedometer. So anytime you do something like a gear change or putting on a different size set of tires, well, you're going to be altering the data that's going to that dashboard, especially the 
the, the speedometer information. So what you need to do in this case, regardless of what, in, uh, what uh, transmission you have, is replace the speedometer gear. And this is extremely easy. In fact, this process is easier to do than an oil change. It's one single bolt is all you got to undo. And I think it's either a 13 or a 14 millimeter. It's on the transfer case. And what we're talking about here is swapping out the speedometer gear. And this is the gear that's inside the speedometer. So for those of you who don't know, the dashboard, the speedometer gauge on your, in your dashboard gets its information directly from the transfer case. There is a gear inside that transfer case. We're talking about uh, pretty much any Jeep that's made since 1983 um, is going to be ran like this. And, and uh, some even be, uh, before that. But um, the, the speedometer gear is inside the transfer case. And as you know, all the guts in the transfer case are pretty much running anytime the Jeep is running down the road. So as those gears in, this, in the transfer case spin, they turn another gear that's the speedometer gear. And that's the one that's very easily accessible from the outside of the transfer case on the driver's side, typically up on the upper edge. Um, once you know what gears you have, and typically in the stock TJs or stock Jeeps, it's anywhere from 355 to 373, depending on, of course, what transmission and engine package you have, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously, if you've done aftermarket gear swaps, well, then you're going to know what gears you have. And, of course, you need to know what tire size you have. You take your gear ratio and you take your tire size and you take your sweet butt over to the Internet and you go to any number of sources where you can find a chart. And there's lots of places, four-wheel parts, Quadratech, Morris 4x4 Center. Heck, even a Google image search will give you what you need when you're looking for a speedometer gear chart. And you're going to determine using the tire size that you have and the gear ratio you have to determine what is going to be the correct speedometer. Now, in the case of Clint's, I'm going to guess that he's running 35-inch tires on his 2002 TJ. And I'm going to guess that he hasn't changed his gears. And so he's still running either the, 33, either the 355 or the 373 gears. And so I'm going to say that he's going to need either the 28 or the 29-tooth gear to swap out in his transfer case to make his speedometer read correctly. Now, it's either the 28 or the 29, depending on whether or not he has 355 or 373 gears, and if he's running 35-inch tires. So there is a specific size or tooth number of gear that you're going to put in there that is directly correlated to the tire size and the gear ratio that you have. The chart is on, is on the Internet. It's all over the place, guys, and the information is the same no matter which way you go. So that's what you got to do, Clint. I hope this helps you out. I hope it helps out anybody out there who is uh, trying to drive 55 and not hitting the mark because you don't know where your speedometer is because of your gears and or your tires. Yeah, and you really don't want to go by uh, the GPS on your phone, uh, you know, seeing what the speed is there. I mean, it's very accurate, but, uh, you know, your oil changes, the wear and tear on parts and stuff, because your speedometer, uh, the odometer is not going to read correctly. Um, so, uh, yeah, make that change very simple. I think it's around 35 bucks uh, from the dealership to get one of those uh oh they're um, very inexpensive I, you yeah. can find them for under 20 i think you can yeah, yeah. get them on on ebay for like seven bucks in some cases but it's again it's going to depend on your transfer case it's going to depend on your gear ratio and what you're looking for some of these are a little bit more rare than others and um and they're color coded and all this sort of stuff as well so it's going to make it very easy and again it is a very very easy swap to do like i said an oil change is a little bit more involved than this process it literally is a single bolt to, to get access to this. And then uh, it's just, it's, it's a, it's electrical plug on the end of it and you're done and done. So uh, Clint, you did not stump Josh. And in fact, I think we need to make this a little more difficult, not only in <laughs> questions, but with the time limit. So we're going to, we're going to change this oh, to, uh, I see. can you stump Josh in 30 seconds? And can, can he do it to answer in 30 seconds or less? Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, I, I also want to mention that um, Goose, who also helps us with our social media, um, oh, yeah. took a stab at this question as well. Um, Clint um, actually emailed us this question. So Goose took a stab and he pretty much said the same thing Josh did. He suggested looking into the new transfer case, Speedo gear, blah, blah, blah. Uh, pretty much the same thing Josh said. <laughs> blah, blah, so. blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Uh, so you, they actually adjusted yours through that little uh, little programmer, didn't they, uh, Tammy? I'd be interested in knowing if uh, the JK, JKUs uh, also have the uh, uh, multi-tooth gear that you can change out in what the transfer case. What do you mean they, they um, adjusted mine? Whenever they put the 35-inch tires on your uh, Jeep, it changed the, uh, the distance that it takes for one tire res revolution. So now your speedometer and uh, odometer oh, are going to yeah, be yeah. off. I don't know. Yeah, they did something. 
Yeah, oh, a lot geez. of that can be done with the with the programmers and the automatic transmissions in in the newer Jeeps. Um, there, some of the programmers have those those menu features which enable you to to actually adjust the ECU settings for your gears and tire size. Not every one of those programmers out there can do that, and obviously it doesn't work on every Jeep. So uh, right. just you know, make sure you do your research. Yeah, I don't think it works on any of the TJs, and certainly not the XJs. Um, yeah, I didn't ask them how they did it. I just know that they did it. You see, you're part of a Jeep talk show. You need to ask these know, questions well. so you'll know. It's done. I didn't have to do it. so. Or is it? Uh, no, it is. How do you know? Have you verified it? Yeah, because I know. Because <laughs> they said. Can't make her nervous, Josh. She's going yeah. to be nervous she's driving by cops. Yeah, I'm like, oh. <laughs> no, she's going to be driving alongside a cop going, oh, hell, did they actually adjust it or am I going to too, look over too fast, too dash. slow? How fast is he going? <laughs> right. Oopsie. All I don't right. speed anyway, so I'm slow. Well, well you may not know because if the thing's not adjusted right, you may be speeding. That's my point. Mm -hmm. Anyway, but let's I, let's get over to our reviews while uh, uh, Tammy mulls over her decision not know, to ask questions gosh. while people work on her Jeep. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, ooh, Tammy, we have one from iTunes. Yeah, this is um, from Gas, Grass, and <laughs> Ass. Hey, nobody rides for free. <laughs> uh, it's a five-star rating, and it's titled, Thank You, Avid Listener, Good to Show, Great People. I drive a locked, beat-up, but built XJ on 35s with a large group of close friends on the East Coast. We go out after dark and we'll hard till the early hours. Not enough events in our area, so you guys keep me in the loop. Mm -hmm. A pretty Jeep isn't always the most capable Jeep. Keep it up. And he That's didn't right. tell us what color it is, but from all that, I've got to say it's red. Brown. Well, <laughs> well, clearly it's brown. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Thank you very much. We really appreciate the iTunes reviews. Uh, we, we do have uh, quite a few of them now. I mean, on the, uh, the order of 80 or so. Uh, but uh, please keep those things coming in. And we love hearing from you on uh, Facebook, uh, the Facebook reviews as well. Absolutely. Well, hey, having so much fun out there to customize our Jeeps is just how we want is, well, just part of the reason why we own Jeeps. But who wants their Jeep to look like everybody else's? Well, here is a unique grill from Under the Sun Inserts. Will set you set you apart from all the rest. The patent pending grill inserts not only protect your radiator engine engine compartment from debris and limbs while on the trails, but they look cool too. Under the Sun Inserts works with you closely to get your custom thoughts or image perfect for your Jeep's grill. That's right. Imagine your favorite color, design, or Jeep podcast logo behind your grill. Maybe even Grandma's smiling face. Turn heads, elevate your ride, and always get a Jeep wave. Just want to switch it up? Choose from many designs like Old Glory, Blackout. Diver Down, and many others. Trust me, custom designs are their specialty. And don't worry about installation. It couldn't be easier. The JK inserts install in under five minutes with just a flathead screwdriver. Every last insert is proudly made by hand on Long Island, New York, right here in the USA by Jeep lovers just like you. And right now, and for a limited time, use code JTS17. That's JTS17 for free shipping on any order. To see their whole lineup and to get more information, just go to underthesuninserts.com. Are you tired of all that noise from those other shows? I think you have to keep that rig at the moment. Now you can relax to the pleasing tones of the Jeep Talk Show every week. Unless you've got Dana 60s and 40s. Get the highest audio quality possible with each download. You know, you can use them with them, with them super swampers. And if you're tired of all that other stuff. Uh, and a thing with a tank of big old tires and a liar. Then subscribe to the highest quality podcast on the web. The Jeep Talk Show. Available on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher Radio, and more. You guys are getting to give me a beer. Hey, folks, you know, we love hearing from all of you. So be sure and give us a call on our voicemail line at 530-675-4102. Or you can jump over to the website at jeeptalkshow.com and leave us a message. Just click on that little leave voicemail button. Well, guys, I have to warn you. We're going to hear from somebody that we haven't heard from in a long, long time. Nikki G? <laughs> yeah. Wait for it. <laughs> hey, this is Tony. And I'm Tammy. And this is Josh. And you've reached our 24-7 voicemail line. You guys know what to do, so after beep, leave your message. Hey, guys. This is Super Croc. Yeah, spring is... Well, we're 95% sure it's sprung for real here in the northern Minnesota regions. So that means it's time to work on the Jeep some more, which I've been doing. 
And the other day, I uh, needed to get some oil. So I saw one of my friends was selling essential oils. So I call him up, and I'm like, hey, I need some t uh, 10W30. I need some 60 weight, and I need some ATF fluid. And can you believe it? They didn't have that. I mean, mm -hmm. if those aren't some of the most essential oils you can get, I mean, what else is there? I mean, okay, yeah, gear oil for your for your manual transmissions is also pretty essential as well. But I mean, no 10W30. I mean, that's like <laughs> been almost the standard forever, right? And I mean, okay, if I wanted like 8515 differential fluid or something like that, then I could see them not having that. Also, no ATF. I mean, how do they get off saying they're essential oils if they don't have those? So, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just one of those things when you have a Jeep and getting supplies, I'll have to go to probably those chain stores or maybe buy from the Bams oil guy. Who knows? So I'll leave you with that for now. You have a great night. Bye. So when I when he said essential oils, I, and it may be I've been hanging out uh, on the bench outside of Bed Bath and Beyond too much, but I was thinking it was like bath oils is the essential oils. I or, think that's the joke. I is he was right going here. for essential oh. oils, and clearly ten W thirty or five W thirty or ATF whatever are essential fluids for your Jeep. I got you. I got you. I have Joy right here. Is it that good? It smells really good. Oh, okay. <laughs> So uh, we mentioned Goose earlier, and we have a call from him. Hey, Jeep Talk Show. It's Goose. So I have a question for Josh that hopefully will stop him, but hopefully he'll be able to answer it. And I don't know if he'll be able to answer it tonight, tonight's Thursday. But um, I was wondering how you check the transmission fluid on a newer Grand Cherokee. My fiance just got a WK2 Overland. It's got the 5.7 Hemi and the uh, 8 speed automatic. And I can't find a transmission dipstick in the engine compartment or in the engine bay. So, Josh, can you help me out here? Because I know you have a WK2 as well. And <laughs> no. you could probably point me in the right direction. Thanks, guys. Hope y'all are doing all right. The shows are still awesome. I'll holler at y'all later. Bye. That's a, that's Cody that has a WJ, right? Or is his a ZJ? Uh, his is a WJ. I think he was talking about the WK, which is the uh, new, new Grand Cherokee. That'd, that'd be the sense. 2012 and newers. Um, and if it's the eight-speed transmission, I believe those are a sealed 100,000-mile transmission, um, which means uh, essentially if you need to check the fluid, which, well, you're going to have to go to the dealership. Um, that is something that's it's not a serviceable item in that regard, and that's not something that you're going to end up you know, replacing the fluid on. Uh, it's one of those 100,000-mile services. You're going to take it into the dealership, and they're going to do any number of things, including opening up that transmission and, uh, and checking or swapping out that fluid, and I'm sure some sort of a filter that's internal in there as well. But yeah, those are sealed transmissions. You know, I saw something on YouTube the other day, and I don't know that this applies to the, the newer uh, Jeeps or not, but uh, they were also talking about sealed transmissions. And there is a fill, a fill bolt. You can literally remove the bolt and fill up your transmission. And there is a drain bolt, there, but there's no stick, and there's basically no place that you can yeah, service it. Right. I was going to say, that's, that's a dealership type, th type of thing only. Those are, those are there for the service procedures, right. not for routine checking and stuff like that. So. Right. And screw you. It's my my vehicle. I'll do what the hell <laughs> I want to do with it. I'll my oil if I want to. <laughs> <laughs> so, if, so if you really want to be able to check your oil and add it and uh, so on and so forth, you can do it. But we didn't tell you how. And uh, if you break it, it's yours. Yeah, right. <laughs> not, not the banks. Yours. All right. So uh, uh, pre-runner, uh, John, uh, pre-runner 1982, gave us a, a call and uh, had some information on uh, one of uh, Nate's axle segments. Let's roll oh, this. good. Yeah. I'm going to have to go back and look and see what uh, axles were on that uh, 83, at least, you know, what came uh, commonly on the 83 Chevrolet pickups. Tony, your 83 Chevy uh, pickup came with 10-bolt GM axles front and rear and uh, probably had low to mid-3 um, gear ratio, uh, possibly like a 307, a 323, 342, uh, and maybe a 373, depending on what the uh, drivetrain options were. Also, too, isn't there a law against putting GM uh, axles on a, a Jeep? 
Wilson Cirelli XJs came with GM steering columns and GM V6 engines. And for that matter, most all Cherokees came with a Toyota transmission. Um, GM axles aren't too far off. This is John, pre-runner, 1982. Clear. So I, I know the jokes aren't always good, but it'd be good if you actually knew <laughs> when it was a joke. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think you might be losing your touch, Tony. Great, uh, great information though, and I, it's interesting. No, John looks sounds like he's listening to the show on a 1942 uh, Victrola I radio. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a little bit of creative editing there, but uh, no, that uh, that GM uh, Temple that he's talking about is also sometimes referred to as the Sterling. Oh, I remember interesting. That name. Okay, I've heard that. I've heard of that one before. Okay. Okay, folks. Um, now it's another thing that we like to listen to each week. Um, it's enjoyable sometimes, <laughs> and that's hearing from the mind of Nikki G. No higher praise. <laughs> sometimes from the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G, and uh, I want to talk this week about making sure your load is secure on top of your cargo rack uh this week i was walking down the road with sir craps a lot and uh xterra drove by with a cooler on their roof rack and they didn't secure it down and the lid flew open and a can of coke come flying out and hit me right smack in the head oh my gosh i'm okay though luckily it was a soft drink Oh, for All right, boys and girls, I'll uh, <laughs> chat at you later. You have a good one. Bye. I mean, like, oh, it's good not, Lord. It's not just my bad jokes I enjoy, folks. Oh, it's Nick all G. bad jokes. Christ, man. I That was a groaner. That one hurt. <laughs> it was not soft at all. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Uh, you never know what you're going to get from Nikki G, but it's usually a no, 180 degree turn or at least a 90 degree from, from where you think he's going to like go. A box of chocolates out of left field. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we let Tammy save us. We need a product review. Yeah. This will be our palate cleanser. Yeah, there you go. So, oh no, what happened to my Jeep? Um, I don't know. In case you guys don't follow me on my blog, which if you're not, you're missing <gasps> out. Big time. Um, that's at jeepmama.com. Or if you don't follow me on social media, you have missed out on my latest change. My purple grill inserts have been replaced. Yep, I no longer have the purple slotted grill. How in the world did this happen? Well, it started on episode 29 of the Jeep Talk Colin Show. Tony and myself interviewed Joe from Under the Sun Inserts. He and along with a good friend are the founders and owners of the company. They offer custom-made grill inserts for the Wranglers and TJs. Well, after the show, Joe and I got to talking. He shared with me how easy the, the grill inserts are to install. And truthfully, the idea of changing my Jeep grill caused me some anxiety. <laughs> and I was telling this to Joe, and he understood my hesitation, but he challenged me to a change. I told him I had no clue what I could do with my grill, what kind of grill I should get. And he said, well, he would make me a purple American flag. So I decided to take him up on the challenge and give it a try. Change is good, right? <laughs> I don't know. I was anxiety ridden. Um, and I don't know why, but removing those purple grill inserts was really hard for me to do. Not physically, but mentally. Physically, the rugged ridge um, inserts are pretty easy to remove as long as you're really careful. And all seven of them are still intact and can be put back on easy peasy. But um, now on to installing the custom-made grill insert from um, Under the Sun Inserts. Um, and I really wouldn't even call this an install. It takes just all of two minutes. The first step is to um, pull back your grill, and this is really easy to do. You can head over to my blog on August 25th of 2016, and I show you how to remove your grill on your Jeep Wrangler. All you need is a flathead screwdriver, and you pull up the and out the six plastic tabs, and then you just slightly pull back, pull back your grill, and you just slide in this perforated grill insert. And these grill inserts are so much easier than that homemade do-it-yourself ideas that you find on the internet. 
These are aluminum inserts and they are durable and strong and they're perforated. And I posted some pictures on um, social media the other day and somebody goes, are they going to get good airflow? And he wanted to see the um, close-ups of it and they the holes are really, there's so many of them, you're getting so much airflow through there. So you don't have to worry about that. Anyway, they're very strong and durable. They're super easy to clean up just with a spray of your garden hose. And the best part, I think they are like a t-shirt for your Jeep. You could get one for every season. And you can choose from their many, many styles or get one custom made. You can go check out their photo gallery at underthesuninserts.com. And their prices range from $110 to $175. And these things are so easy to install and it's a great way to make your jeep your jeep and a unique jeep or you can get an american flag like everybody else does so um you mentioned uh, episode 29 uh yeah that was i was reading back in the notes that is the uh, the episode that uh, uh joe was actually on the show with us so uh there was some great information that joe gave us on the jeep talk call-in show so if you haven't listened to that episode go back to episode 29 and uh, check that out uh the the and i'll tell you the custom ones are the more expensive ones and of course it makes sense because they have to spend more time uh doing those but um uh, you know tammy's actually held this this thing in her hands uh, especially uh installing it uh and they're they're great quality uh inserts and uh, yeah and and he did share some information with us uh, that uh, may be not known elsewhere that they're working on some other vehicles. So go over there and listen to episode 29 of the Jeep Talk Call-In Show and hear more about that. Great interview. Yeah, it was fun. He was a good sport. Hey, fo- <laughs> yeah. Hey, folks. Um, I know you've been waiting to hear about this. Um, it's about our survey. I know you wanted to write it down in case you missed it before. We want you to take a moment and take our little survey. It's so easy and simple to do. Just go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash survey and just answer a few questions for us. Pretty please? Yep. Remember, mother mating, uh, mating name, where you met your spouse, and your PIN number. Have all that Don't information ready. Have that information ready. Oh, favorite color Jeep is red. All right. Everybody? Yeah. Okay. No. No, no, no. <laughs> Don't talk before I get out of the Jeep. What's wrong with you? That's actually not my Jeep. I'm driving the TJ because mine's uh, got a overheating problem. I know. I know. Everybody groans and rolls their eyes. <laughs> please, please, please. <laughs> Never <No>. ending. <laughs> yeah. na, 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 na. All right. Well, we uh, we alluded to it earlier. Uh, Josh, uh, you're well, yeah, ordering gonna, parts. Uh, huh? get into hopefully um, a uh, little bit of not overheating myself with my new parts. Uh, I've That's got a radiator right. radiator coming um, and uh, a new radiator cap to go with it. I actually uh, discovered uh, last weekend, uh, or not not last week, the weekend before, um, that Matthew's radiator cap was uh, was not uh, not holding pressure. Um, so it only when it got up to operating temperature did it have just the slightest little bit of a seep. So I just took the radiator cap off of my Jeep, which I know was good, and I put it on his Jeep. And uh, I took his bad one, and so I'll have to replace that. But I uh, got an, an, a new 16-pound radiator cap coming, a uh, new radiator, and uh, a high-performance water pump as well. So I'll be looking forward to getting those on at the same time that I'm doing uh, the head work. Yeah, you don't have the head off yet, do you? Not yet, no. That's um, It's one of those things where I didn't want to take the head off and have things laying around. Oh, rust um, and, yeah. You know, it's... So it's, uh, I've got a call into the shop. I should be talking with them tomorrow. I'm mean, looking at, at likely taking the head off this weekend and uh, dropping it off either first thing Monday uh, or possibly even you know at some point this weekend. So uh, yeah, things are, things are moving along. Good, good. Glad to hear it. Uh, and, and I say that yeah, I don't uh, really care you know, if you get your Jeep back together or not. I just think about my Jeep being down. And how, how how much that would bother me. So I'm happy for you. It definitely bothers me. But I mean, there's a lot. Of, I mean, I'm at the point now of where I'm seriously debating doing a full engine rebuild on this. Um, the rebuild kit is not going to be much more than what I'm already spending on some stuff. And and because I'm going to be digging into this thing pretty deep, I, I will be replacing the lifters on this thing as well. So Good. I'm going that far into it. Um, a lot of people said, well, why don't you just replace the cam while you're at it? And while you're at it, why don't you just do this, that, and the other thing? And hey, why don't you just rebuild it while you're you know, into it that deep, that deep? And it's one of those things where 
the last time that I went and did a bunch of gasket work, you know, I did the rear main seal, the oil, uh, the oil filter adapter O-rings, um, the valve cover gasket, the, the exhaust and, 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 uh, an intake manifold gasket. You know, I did all this stuff and it's like, well, I was just 12, 13 bolts away from <laughs> doing a head gasket. Why didn't you just do that while you're in there? So it was like, well, while you're in there, why don't you just do this? Because it's only another 12 volts. It's only another, you know, 60 bucks. It's only another you know, hundred dollar gasket kit, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's like, uh, that already bit me in the ass once. Do I really want to risk it again? And am I risking anything, you know, to begin with? You know, it, it, it's hard. It's hard to say. A lot of these Jeep engines are are built like tank motors. I swear you could just fill them with sand and they'd still run. But that's true. Um, it's 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 hard for me just because of my experiences with this particular engine. Which direction I go because it's bit me in the butt before. Will it bite me again? Don't know. It's a Jeep. Of course it will. And, and you'll continue to fix it yeah. and drive it around <laughs> yeah. and, and love it and well, then I've got, then stroke I've got, its fur the right way. Yeah, well, that's just it. I got, I got buddies who are like, oh, it sounds like you just need to do a stroker build. And it's like, ah. <laughs> pretty soon you got an LS or a uh, well, 747 you know, Jeep been sitting in my garage engine. for five years and it hasn't moved because, <laughs> you know. I can't. I can't leave it alone. Yeah, and and technically, you could have gone to the Easter Jeep Safari because you do have a roller. That's yeah, all it does yeah. is roll. That's all it does. So yeah, it's 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 a. Uh, at least I have the other vehicle. At least I have another another car. So this isn't my daily driver. It's not that big of a of a of a stressor. You know, it's nothing that I really got to lose sleep over or anything like that. Right. It's just it, it does bug me. Because it has been down for so long, it, it bugs me because I haven't well, had a whole lot out. of progress on it over over the months. So it, it's just it's 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 more personal than it is anything else. You've but been, uh, eventually, it'll get dealt with. You've been cute, cooped up in that house and uh, no no jeeping outdoor wheeling adventures. Of course, nothing broken uh, at the same time. So it's a it's kind of a, a win win. But uh, yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, I'm looking. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm away from the house anywhere from you know twelve to fifteen hours a day. I'm trying to run two different businesses, the podcast to do, you know, plus you know everything else on the plate. It's just like the Jeep ends up getting bumped down the list further and further and further and wow. further. And pretty soon, it's well, seven months have gone by and you haven't turned a wrench. You so. you just have a lot more self control than I do. Uh, <laughs> I don't like working on the Jeep, but I hate it when it's not running right. <laughs> All right, Tammy, what do you got going on besides uh, all this endless uh, uh, Jeep insert stuff that you're doing? Yeah. Um, well, yesterday, spring had finally sprung, and I got to put my top down. And I was playing my music, and I'm like, oh, I need some new music. So I had a blog post of my top 100 songs for topless Jeep driving, and you know what? I thought about it. I never finished it. I only got to 92. And I was just looking through all the songs. And I'm like, you know, I'm kind of over these songs. Um, my top five are Highway to Hell by ACDC, Thunderstruck by ACDC, Living After Midnight, Lonely is the Night, and Rainbow in the Dark. So I'm going to challenge everybody out there listening to share your top five topless driving Jeep songs because I need to update my top 100 list. So leave a voicemail, send an email, post it on our forum because um, I need to update my little music repertoire. So, so you don't feel like you're tempting fate on any uh, songs you're listening to topless that encourage lightning. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be fine. <laughs> it'll, it'll help the Jeep hair. It'll yeah. <laughs> It's it'll, either, it'll make it look a lot better. It's either lightning or uh, Jeep hair. I don't care. All right. Well, um, that all you got, Tammy? Well, um, I'm going to go to bed really early tomorrow because I'm going to be taking a, another Jeep class course um, at Roush Creek. Um, this off-road group, um, Northeast Off-Road Off-Roaders, they're putting on a 101 for ladies. And they're going to do a little um, two-hour classroom type stuff. And then they're going to take us out on the trails. And I'm just going to go out there and check it out because I haven't been out in a while. And I kind of miss being in the in the Jeep on the trails. Six hours. She has to go six hours, uh, people. That's three over there and then three back. Three back, yep. How, how long do you normally stay out there? Um, usually we check in about 9, get out on the trails around 9.15 and... We're done anywhere from 4 to 5 o'clock. Wow, so it's a full day. That's a long yep. day. 
Yeah, my my rear is pretty tired. What do you uh, What do you take for snacks and uh, drinks and stuff on the way? Or and if you don't want to say the drinks, I understand. Uh, That's yeah. a full no, I just bring with. water. <laughs> just bring water. No alcohol on the trails. How, how are the? Uh, oh, I was thinking on the drive uh, there and back. Uh, what <laughs> oh, uh, Tony? <laughs> what is the? Uh, uh, what are the bathroom facilities like out there at Rosh Creek? Are they, they got uh, a lot of them around, um, or trees take your and bushes. tree? Yeah. Trees and trees and grass. <laughs> Don't lean against the <laughs> tree that has the fungus yeah. on it. All the yeah. pine cones you need. Yeah. Ow. <laughs> well, when you're out on the trails, you just go in Mother Nature, but they have some porta potties. Okay. Back at the very good. The yeah, I was just curious if you if you take that long drive like that, and you're probably drinking coffee and stuff in in the, the first thing in the morning. Most people. And I know. Uh, yeah, but most people would be out there with the coffee trying to get uh, awake for the trails. And right. uh, you get there and it's like, oh my God, I got to do something about this. <laughs> this isn't going to last for or for six hours or seven hours. All right. Well, I had, uh, I mentioned it in the uh, the beginning here. We uh, had a little excitement the other day. I had been noticing that the uh, Jeep was running a little like five to eight degrees hotter on the, the freeway uh, for a week or so. And uh, I uh, actually had an overheat situation, and my little uh, temperature uh, external temperature sensor went all the way to 260 degrees. It goes no higher, folks. Uh, just Ouch. like the just like the gauge on the uh, the dash on the XJ, it just it goes to 260. So uh, I actually had to pull over and uh, let it cool down. And uh, I don't know what the problem is. Uh, as I was telling uh, Josh and Tammy in uh, uh, Hangouts. Uh, when you have a, a skid, a front skid, it's kind of hard to diagnose the the problems from the drips, you know, oil or antifreeze or whatever. So uh, uh, I actually drove the TJ to work uh, two days this week and uh, working from home tomorrow. So hopefully this weekend I'll uh, get out there, drop that uh, drop that uh, front skid, and uh, pressurize the system with my handy dandy little uh, uh, cooling system uh, hand pump. Uh, I haven't had that thing for a while and used it for the first time the other day. It was really nice. I wish it had found the problem, though. Uh, I did find one problem. I noticed it uh, was dripping out of the uh, the little metal pipe that goes to the um, water pump uh, where the heater hose attaches to it. I had a very slow drip, and uh, I did notice it was holding pressure better, but it wasn't holding it perfectly. So I'm just hoping it's not. I mean, you know, traditionally on, a, on an XJ, your problem is going to be water pump or the radiator. And the radiator isn't that old, at least from from my memory. So I'm hoping it's not a radiator, but it is a factory radiator, uh, and it does have plastic end caps. So it's always a possibility. Uh, if that's the case, it's going to be a little, little while before I re, uh, replace the radiator because I'll have to wait for it to be delivered. Uh, but uh, it'll get back on the road and uh, uh, doing its marginal cooling <laughs> as always. So anyway, that's all I got going on. The uh, thankfully the the TJ is working okay. I'll throw this out there for anybody. Uh, I know uh, Josh probably has some ideas on this. Maybe even Tammy does. Um, the TJ doesn't get driven that often. It's my wife's vehicle, and uh, she's a uh, stay-at-home domestic engineer. And uh, mm-hmm. she uh, she went to go to a birthday party the other day, and uh, the Jeep wouldn't start. Uh, and it's this has happened once before, and it was it wasn't that the battery was low it was dead i mean d-e-d dead so uh i did a little jump start on it uh put the battery charger on it charged it a little bit and uh it was like at 15 percent charge according to that charger may or may not have been very accurate and then almost instantly it was 100 percent charged and it started and turned it off started turned it off started drove to the party turned it off started it came back I've driven it to work twice this week. Absolutely no issues. And uh, uh, it just it confuses me because I'm thinking, and I actually even checked it for uh, the amperage uh, on with everything off to see, to make sure there wasn't a parasitic draw on the uh, the power system, on the battery. And it was like um, half of what it, uh, half the maximum. I think it was like uh, uh, 0.02 uh, amps. And I think 0.04 is supposed to be your the maximum that is recommended. Um, so anyway, I've been fortunate, got back and forth to work today and, uh, it started now I am in a parking garage, so I did have plans and it is a standard transmission. So I did have plans of pushing it to the, one of the ramps going down and oh, push starting it <laughs> if I had to, 
Anyway, that's all I got. So, Josh, any ideas about the battery? You look like you're chomping yeah, at the I'm, bit. I'm fairly certain I know what it is. Uh, it's it's going to be your your terminals and cables. Um, I've I've seen this problem a dozen times before, and you could have it, it, you know the battery. It looks clean. It's it's looks like it's fine and everything, and the the terminal can just be a quarter turn loose is all, and it's enough on these finicky Jeep systems to make all the difference in the world. And unless you have those terminals really cinched down good and, and, the, and the posts are really clean, the terminals are free of corrosion and, and oxidation and everything, and you've got them really cinched down good, unless you're just perfect across the board, the Jeep sometimes, plain and simply, won't start. It's going to act like it has a dead battery. Mm-hmm. And when you hook that up, you hook, it up, you hook up your, your, your jumper cables, you know, whatever, to the terminals. You didn't hook it up to the post of the battery. You hooked it up to the terminals, and the terminals aren't getting um, full contact to the post on the battery. And so that's when you saw a 15% charge, and it immediately jumped up to 100, is because once that it got continuity, it's like, oh, well, we're charged now. Okay, you're good to go. Yeah, battery and, was always okay. It just uh, the electrical connection between the uh, uh, the clamps and the post weren't there, and by putting yep. the charge on there, it, it made it uh, the electrons start flowing through there again. Makes makes sense. I don't remember if I cleaned the posts last time because I you know, had a problem. Uh, we had this problem about a month or so ago. I, I almost always, uh, well, I always try to clean the posts because of what you're saying, but I'm not sure I did that this last time. So that, that might be the issue. It's, it's good. It's a good thing to do. I mean, they, and they sell a little, uh, like a battery service tool is, is what it is. And it looks like a little, almost like a snake bite kit, uh, yeah. essentially. And it's, it's, you, you pull it apart. It's two pieces. One side is female with, um, with, you know, like, a is like wire brush inside. And the other side is, is male with a wire brush. And, and one cleans the, the, the posts on your battery mm-hmm. and the other cleans the inside of the terminals. And these things are like seven bucks at your local parts store. And they are an invaluable tool to have in your, in your toolbox because you do this every oil change, every other oil change, depending on how much you drive, uh, at least a couple few times a year, I would recommend. Uh, and it's going to really improve the life of your battery. So did, you built a, uh, a, a, a battery harness for your Jeep, didn't you? Yeah, I upgraded all the cables on on mine. Plus, I built the the harness for the second battery. Yeah. We we probably should uh, revisit that. We haven't done. I was actually we, thinking about that because we didn't have a, a tech talk uh, this week, and I was thinking about bringing one back from uh, from back in the day about uh, battery maintenance and things like that. Um, and I don't I was, think so that's. I, a, I might I might do that for next week. I don't think that's a bad idea at all because there's a lot of new listeners to the show all the time, and uh, sometimes you don't remember it when you hear it once. Yeah. So uh, I, I'd like to do it is the reason why I'm, I'm talking about it is, uh, I, I mean, there's places that you can go and buy these things, but to me, it's not that difficult to do. It's oh, just, no, it's not, uh, it's yeah, just getting it's the parts and, and knowing how it goes together. I love knowing how stuff uh, goes yeah. together. So if there's an issue, it's not a big unknown for me. So, alrighty. Well, good stuff. Uh, glad we were able to get into uh, some campfire side chat tonight. It's always fun to, to talk about our, our stuff breaking or working or getting fixed, but uh, now it's time to get over to some wheeling wear. Yeah, this is where we're going to talk about what events are coming up in your neck of the woods and around the nation. Now, you guys might have heard about some of these last week. I just want to touch on them again, guys. We have the Quadratech with off-roading, with off-road consulting and driving instruction. They're presenting the first annual Wheelers LLC Overland Adventure. For those of you who'd like to get into overlanding or expedition wheeling, this might be your opportunity. Thursday, May 18th, 2017 through Sunday, May 21st at the Anthracite Outdoor Adventure Area or AOAA. For more info, head over to wheelersllc.com. This event will be taking place at the new Trailhead Campground. It's an amenity recently opened to the public. With this venture, they can now bring a complete camping and wheeling experience to the participants for the first time ever. The event offers trail riding, vehicle-dependent camping, off-road instruction, seminars, scavenger hunt, and more. All takes place in a safe, designated off-road-only environment with trained professionals and the off-road aftermarket industry. Unique overland expedition-style experience is open to all participants of all levels and vehicle platforms or builds. Once again, for more information, head over to wheelersllc.com. We also have the Easter Jeep Safari. You guys heard about that at the top of the show. For more information on that, make sure you guys head over to the Four Wheelers, the Red Rock Four Wheelers webpage at rr4w.com. It's happening April 8th through the 15th in Moab, Utah, the one and only Easter Jeep Safari. We also have Rancho Suspension presenting the Jeepster and Commando 50th anniversary. 
right after Moab, or right after the Easter Jeep Safari, rather, April 17th through the 22nd in Moab, Utah. Uh, for more information, we'll be head over to uh, the, the same website, yeah, the uh, rr4w.com. And this is going to be the biggest Jeepster and Commando event to ever uh, happen. It's coming to Moab, Utah for the first time ever, guys. I'm sorry, website you want to go for information is jeepster50.com. That's jeepster50.com. Get all the details there and register. Hey, if you're watching this on YouTube, we want you to know that the Jeep Talk Show is also available in audio-only format. Great to listen to while commuting or working on your Jeep. Subscribe via iTunes, tune in Google Play, or iHeartRadio, and never miss this episode. Oh, and of course, you now have the option of getting the uh, app, the actual Jeep Talk Show app, for your Android device. Just go over to Google Play, search for Jeep Talk Show, and install it on your phone. And, you know, it's a great way to tell people how to listen to the show. Uh, especially those people that go, a podcast, uh, it knows those things that take over your body. Uh, it's an old 50s movie, folks. Uh, just tell them how to get the app and you'll be good. So, hey, if you'd like to, com- uh, to contribute financially to the show, you could do so by going to the jeeptalkshow.com website and clicking on the PayPal button and subs- uh, to subscribe annually, starting at $12 a year, or select the other button for a one-time donation. And, of course, we do this show because we enjoy it, and it's free. No financial support is ever necessary, but we do appreciate it. It helps make the show better. Hey, Australia. Um, Did you know it can take up to four days for your favorite podcast episode to show up on Apple iTunes? It's true. iTunes is a great free service, and we appreciate Apple for all their hard work. But we want our listeners to get to the Jeep Talk Show as quickly as possible. That's why we are recommending that all you iTunes users subscribe to our podcast. No multi-day delay. You'll get the newest episodes much quicker. Open up iTunes, search for the Jeep Talk Show, and hit that subscribe button and never miss a great, funny, informative podcast again. And hey, speaking of subscriptions, let's get Tony fat. Every hundred, whatever subscribers we get, he gets a cookie. Cookie! So, <laughs> just head over to youtube.com slash Jeep Talk Show, guys. And it's the only way that you're going to be able to watch our show live there. And, of course, jeeptalkshow.com as well. And hey, we want you guys to join the Jeep, Jeep Talk Show team. We're looking for volunteers to help manage our vast social media presence on the web. You can be part of the Jeep Talk Show social media voice. Just send an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com to find out more. Hey, folks, and don't forget you can get more Jeep Talk with Tony and myself on Tuesday nights, 9 o'clock Central on the Jeep Talk Colin Show. It's our new live Colin Show where it's all about you and your Jeep. Well, that's it for this week, guys. Wherever you're wheeling, if you pack it in, make sure you pack it out. Let's leave our outdoor recreation spots in as good, if not better condition than they were when we arrived. And remember to always tread lightly. Stay on designated trails and don't wheel where you're not supposed to. If you'd like to learn more about the Tread Lightly principles and how you can help keep our trails and public lands open for off-road use, head over to www.treadlightly.org. And folks, that's 8 p.m. Central for the Jeep Talk Call-In yeah. Show every Tuesday. Sorry, I'm on the East Coast. Um, hey, folks, don't forget you can follow me on my Jeep journey uh com. and if you'd like a voice for your business or product be sure to check me out over at thevoiceofjosh.com you guys have a great jeep week and uh you know d- don't forget to check us out over on the jeep talk call show every tuesday where we are now interviewing guests and uh, we may have a new one for uh, this coming tuesday you just have to wait and see well uh, watch watch us on social media and uh, you can get more information about what's coming up on that show